0: Also, views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwins only, all right? Not of his sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. What is going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package I am your host Edwin Pagan reporting live from Orlando Florida this isn't live I'm recording this on Thursday but with that being said happy Friday to everyone Uh, thanks to everyone who has been tuning into the podcast Uh, first and foremost if this is your first time listening to this podcast this is a weekly podcast I do uh, where I take three technology stories or articles whatever I find on the internet I dissect them for you I break them down I give you my analysis on them and I send you on your way hopefully more informed educated paranoid who knows all right but with that being said, I appreciate everyone who's been tuning in. I, I want to say uh, I got to do this. I got I to apologize for my performance on the fourth episode, uh, the most recent episode. Um, my uncle called me. He's like, yo, um, wh- what happened at home? Everything good? He's like, who died? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like... You, you sound like you died, bro. I was like, yeah, you're right. And then, like, when I started thinking about it... um, So, like, I recorded that episode at night, right? I was like... It must have been, like, 12 midnight or something like that. And so, I am engaged to a Hispanic woman. And the fear of waking her up, I was just kind of like... um, Like, I think the fear of waking her up is why, like, my energy levels were like... Oh, let's, let's go ahead and keep them down to a minimum, homie. You're a little too hype. you too churned up like you didn't do your taxes. And... um. <laughs> um so yeah I, I apologize for the episode I'll, I'll try to be more enthusiastic uh for the for the episode for those who uh, who have commented and said such but uh with that being said man um, I appreciate everyone who's listening and uh man I've been I've been doing good man I, I have been having all the technical difficulties today I've been like trying to like I've filmed this actual episode this one I'm doing right now I have filmed it like four times already and all four times I had technical difficulties it was like the audio was messed up or whatever so like I've done this a couple times, but like I've been having so many issues with like trying to perfect this whole like live recording because it like the, if you're if you're not familiar with like the setup I have, I'm using something called OBS, which is the Open Broadcasting System, and the whole goal in all this is like to eliminate as little like to do as little possible, do as little post production as possible, right? So like meaning I'm not spending two days in Adobe Premiere, like I spend maybe two hours editing this and then I shoot it off, you know what I'm saying, and so the reason I'm able to do that is with this OBS software, I'm able to connect all these devices, and just, like, switch in between all them, that's how I have the green screen, that's all I have, like, the iPad on my articles, and all that stuff, but getting all that to work perfectly, it's like trying to be the perfect, you know, husband for a Hispanic woman, you know, <laughs> um, like, it just doesn't, like, it's just hard, right, so with that being said, like, I've been having issues with that, and, like, learning, and learning, and learning, and, like, watching twelve year old 12-year-olds do videos on YouTube would show you how to do this stuff but like uh, again, it's very, very humbling. And, uh, so I do have more content coming out. If you uh, haven't seen my other videos, I do reaction videos where I do like the breakdown of like hacking scenes and like kind of give you the analysis on that. Um, and I try to do one today and I had issues with that. So I'm re-recording that later. But with that being said, man, other than that, Orlando's doing, or I'm in Orlando of course. And, um, uh, 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 the weather here is like bipolar. I like, I want to go check, I want to go turn on the AC and I'm like, bro, it's 70 degrees in my house and the AC not even on what's going on it's uh it's very very and then like it was raining the day before i don't get it bro but uh life's good in florida man i just been uh again getting all this stuff set up and working with that Um looking forward to the weekend there's a taco festival in uh in orlando of some sort so me the wifey and the child will be up in there getting some taco it's like a taco festival i don't know these are the things that the boo signs me up for so um that being said, guys, I got a really good, interesting collection of articles today that we're going to be discussing. I'm pretty excited about these. Um, as always, the links and descriptions of these articles. The links to these articles are in the description. The links to this articles are in the description, right? Did I say that right? All right, bet. They're in the description if you're on YouTube, and if you're on watching on the podcast, listen to the description on there, or uh, click on the description, and it will be there. So with that being said, let's jump into the first article from the fine folks at fortune.com. This is actually behind a paywall, but you can actually read uh, a big chunk of this article. But this article is coming from the fine folks at fortune.com, which uh, basically they're talking about a... Uh, a, uh, last week that uh, a university in California uh, basically canceled its plans to implement a facial recognition system uh, campus-wide so basically if you're not familiar with what facial recognition is the, the short easy part of it is like imagine if like anytime you got trespassed from like a local bar they can automatically tell when you walked in the bar because of the a camera could just see your face and automatically detect it and report it so What's really interesting about this article is, I, I didn't even understand, like, I didn't even know that, like, the, one of the biggest issues that they have with facial recognition software is that it doesn't do a very good job of identifying black people, like, different black people. It just assumes that all black people are the same which is like yo if you think we're having issues with the police you imagine we implement a facial recognition system that has like artificial racism installed into it that's like a that's a movie in in itself and um the school and the students kind of just said you know what Uh, even though these systems provide this type of safety and security for us because if you really think about it facial recognition, if implemented the right way, can make it so if there's someone who's trespassed, they can't identify them, they can identify if someone is not supposed to be in a room that is in the room. And so there is a lot of pros and cons or pros to having facial recognition. But the school said, you know what, we'll take the risks, but we don't want this uh, type of invasive uh, technology in place. And I couldn't agree with them more. I couldn't agree with them more. So like, true story, like, you know, um, my, my fiance is a couple years older than me or younger than me. And what's cool is that, like, what's interesting is that she doesn't really remember 9-11 in the sense of, like, what life was like before 9-11. And so, before 9-11, bro, you could going to the airport you can you know go to the terminal you can go with your family You can meet your family at the gate 9-11 happens and you can't even bring a, a freaking 20 ounce bottle through TSA and the reason it's like that is because we became so scared that we said you know we'll do anything to stay safe uh, but at what cost and so you fast-forward to today we'll look where we're at and so with this type of technology you know we do facial recognition we go down this way what's what's next Do we put little trackers on the students do we put cameras in the back? that can only detect firearms i mean at what point do we say hey like this is too much in order to keep our safety and so the school is kind of just saying hey before we even start the conversation we're shutting it down we're not ready for this we don't want that in our campus and so um so i think it's a it's an interesting conversation to have and um you know, salute to them for doing that. So check out this article, man. It's at fortune.com. Um, it's all about the uh, the facial recognition fears that we have. So that being said, moving over to the next article, real quick, from the fine folks at NPR. So in short, the Tesla driver who recently died in a car accident, uh, who was driving using uh, driving using the autonomous driving mode or the autopilot mode, as they say. So it turns out this guy, well, even though the Tesla autopilot was working, and he died because he wasn't had. He didn't have his hands on the wheel. Uh, basically, the forensics experts have come out and said that um, he was playing a video game when he was uh, when the accident happened. So he was autonomous driving, and he was on his phone playing a game, and then the thing hit the wall. So he wasn't paying attention at all. It wasn't like he was texting and driving. He was just not paying attention at all. And so what's really interesting about this article is that they kind of bring up some points about like the fact that like yeah, you know what? Did the driver misuse the system? Absolutely, hundred percent. It was misused by the driver, but in that same respect, um, is it Tesla's fault that the driver used misused the system because? the issue with people the, the, the misconception that we all have with autonomous driving with these tesla self-driving features is that like it's assisted driving there's levels to autonomy in driving but this type of assisted this type of autonomous driving that a tesla has isn't true 100 autonomous driving it's what we call assisted driving so this device is still needs the assistance and interactions from the human it still needs the human to you know guide it off the highways it still needs its humans to be its eyes and ears for certain things but it's just assisted driving. But because of Hollywood, because of sci-fi and everything else, as humans, we think that, oh, well, no, 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 bro. This is a completely autonomous driving. So I'm going to roll the seat back. I'm going to go to sleep. And this robot is going to do everything for me. And we're just not there yet. And because we think that we're not there yet, things like that happen. So um, the National Transportation Safety Administration is basically saying that, hey, Tesla needs to do you know a better job of implementing safety features into these cars that prevent these type of things from happening, right? So what do we mean by that, right? Like safety features. All right, so where I'm from in the community that I'm from in Point Siena, Florida, all right, we don't buy new cars with technology. We get old cars, and we put a bunch of, like, big-ass rims, big-ass speakers, and, like, crazy electronic systems. And so one of the things that was really popular uh, amongst my friends was the systems that would let you um, – basically like uh, you could have like a, a, a in, in dash TV. So you had a, a, a TV and you could drive or like, you know, basically you had a radio that had a TV in it, right? Long story short, right? But one of the safety features with these radios was if the car was in drive, the TV did not work. As long as the car was in park, you could watch TV. And why do they do that? Well, they know that no real, no actual intelligent human being is going to drive drive a car and watch TV at the same time but because they know that people will abuse it they have a feature built into it and it also eliminates the liability from the company and that's what Tesla basically in essence in my opinion needs to be doing. Is implementing systems that hey let's say hey listen we have a security feature here or we have like a like a like for example like you know you can't roll the seat back when you're in autopilot mode you can't do X Y Z when you're in autopilot mode um, I know like I've driven uh, certain cars like the Mercedes class like the Mercedes cars um, they have features where like they could tell if you're sleeping. The, the the car will like see that you're dozing off, and then it will just hit you with the with the little like alert that says, "Hey, pull over, get a cup of coffee because, you know you uh you dozing, homie, you dozing." So uh so, in short, guys, if you do have autopilot, all right, if you're listening to this podcast and you have Tesla Auto Drive or autopilot, it is not autopilot. Keep your eyes on the road, all right. Just use it to like you know, to just relax, but obviously don't fall asleep i don't know how do you tell someone that you have assisted driving that the car can drive itself but don't fall asleep because it's like i think about autopilot and i think about all the terrible things i'm gonna do if i use autopilot i'm gonna god you know what i'm not even gonna say them on air i'm just saying like you you know what i'm saying like (laughs) you imagine you get pulled over you get pulled over by the cops and you just jump into the other seat and be like nah the car the car was driving itself i wasn't driving it's like uh it's 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 super interesting to say at least but um Let's jump into the art, next article and then get you guys out the door. I don't want to go too long on this episode. So with that being said, uh, this article is coming from the fine folks at TheVerge.com, written by Miss or Mister Josh. This is, uh, public school education. I don't know how to say that, but um, this is a very interesting piece, and it kind of goes hand in hand with kind of the stuff that we've been discussing to, uh, on this uh, on this on this episode. But it's an article basically summarizing like, you know, how hard will the robots make us work? You know, how hard are the robots making us work? Uh, and, you know, it uses an example of a gentleman who had, you know, gotten a job uh, at a warehouse and he had to ask himself, like he was walking around, he's like, yo, where where the supervisors at? And the reality is is not a lot of supervisors, just a lot of machines supervising us. And these machines that watch us are telling us what to do. And what's really crazy about this article is it, it kind of like, It uses a lot of good scenarios and examples, Um, not just at you know in a warehouse, but like how a machine tells uh, um, housekeeping at a hotel, you know which hotel is vacant, which room is not, you know what room to clean, how average the speed should be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's just like you know the machine is what's telling you how fast you should clean, you know the the algorithm versus your boss or your supervisor. So now it's just like we're just taking orders from the machine, and. You know, when I was reading this, it was very, very interesting to, to me, to say the least, because, like, I think about a lot in this situation. Like, I think about, like... um you know i think about the lot of interesting points because like you think about like what automation and like what ai and everything is doing to the workplace how like you can literally use data to make more people efficient like you you make more use of people's time so you work you work smarter versus you know harder but it's almost to the point now where everything is becoming completely automated um it's it's automated automated the machines are replacing you and it's like you're pretty much interfacing with machines and i think that like there's a lot, there's gotta be, like, t- in my opinion, th- there's negative effects to what's going on because I feel like at a certain point when does work not become enjoyable for people because the machine has optimized every process because I feel like there is a problem there is a there's a part of me that says yeah you know if you go to work you're supposed to be working but there is an aspect of me that believes that like if you're in the workplace there has to be an aspect where you're able to socialize and be human and not be dehumanized and I think that like when you aren't able to do that you're building a lot of interpersonal skills disabilities like you're not able to socialize properly because you don't do it you don't practice it because you've been optimized you're only dealing with machines who have no feelings you know i'll make this point and then i'll, and I'll end it on this because um, i want to dive too much into this because i definitely think this is an article worth checking out um because it kind of do, it does a really good job of kind of like showing the fears of automation but like no, you know i was having this conversation with my fiance um we were talking about my son you know and we were talking about how like You know um, how like it's it's gonna be like in ten years we're gonna open up our tablet right and um, you know I'm gonna be able to see. Um, you know how my son slept I mean see how many hours he slept what his body temperature was because he's wearing a a sensor he's wearing an Apple watch and he has his Apple phone right and I'm gonna be able to see you know how he's feeling right Uh, his body temperature his weight because there's a scale in his bathroom his glucose level because he has a glucose sensor his heart rate and all that information is fed into a machine that then tells me hey Edwin this is how your son's feeling right so I can tell if he's being stressed if he's doing this I can do that right and then his teacher who's using another system is gonna give you more information about him so it's gonna get to the point where the means of how I got this communication about my son right won't be interpersonal because I don't have to talk to him anymore because I'm getting all the information through assist through a system and so that that interpersonal relationship that I have with him is no longer gonna be there because I won't need to do it I will not no longer have to have those conversations because I'm getting it through a machine And the machine is telling me how to take care of him versus me using my natural instincts to see what the best way to take care of him is, what's going on with him and building that personal relationship. And so I feel like with 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 this article and what in general with machines uh, and the route we're going, it's like we have to have that, that, that degree of separation there um, where it's like, you know, we're still human and have that human aspect of us uh, in our workplace. Because if we don't go that way, it's going to create a, a generation of people who are just overworked. Overworked to our robots who become, you know, dependent on substances to get their mind off of this. Um, and in, in, in essence, it's going to make work a non-enjoyable place. And so. I know that's kind of like a freaking doomsday theory but like or like a black mirror theory but like it's really we're really not that far from it like we're really not that far from just being able to find out as much information about our kid uh, as we need you know so um, with that being said definitely check out these articles and these articles of course are always included in the description uh, and in the description in the audio podcast as well but until next time guys this has been a a word on the road podcast with Edwin Pagan make sure to like subscribe leave a comment if you want to see what articles you want me to talk about Um, um, and uh, give me your feedback as well and until next time guys make sure to follow me edwin pagan 19 on instagram until next time this has been the word on the road podcast my name is edwin pagan take care peace